Okay, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Tuesday, September 20th, 2022, and today we are reading from the Big Book, and we are in the chapter, There is a Solution, page 29, the second paragraph, each individual, ending with happened in their lives, one paragraph only. And today's readers are, and thank you for your service, for the 12 steps, Kathy M, 12 traditions, Kim T, reading the text are Kathy S and Craig F, and Colleen M is our backup. The newcomer greeter is Karen W, and the host of the second hour is Penny C. The reference numbers for Monday, September 19th, 2022, for the 7 a.m. meeting is 19,429, I mean 21, that's 19421, and for the 10 a.m. meeting is 19,422, that's 19422. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Kathy M. to read the 12 steps. Star one, Kathy. Good morning, sorry about the delay, had trouble unmuting. This is Kathy M. recovering in Michigan. And these are the 12 steps. One. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for allowing me to be of service and have a wonderful day. 
Thank you. Okay, I will now ask Kim T to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Kim T, Compulsive Overeater in Colorado. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there's but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems with money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, TV, and other public media of communication. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks for letting me do service, and I'm Pat. Thank you, Kim. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing with the Directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. <clears throat> in order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 29. The second paragraph starts with each individual reading that one paragraph only. And I will ask Kathy S to begin reading. Thanks, Katie. This is Kathy Ash, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Georgia. Each individual in the personal stories describes in his own language and from his own point of view the way he established his relationship with God. These give a fair cross-section of our membership and a clear-cut idea of what has actually happened in their lives. Um, I um, appreciate this paragraph because this is how um, I learned that I relate. Listening to the stories, not only, I mean, I thought that's all this big book was about. I used to just read the stories in the back of the big book and I was like, oh yeah, wow, I relate. Had no idea that the secret really um, was all in these first 164 pages until I came into this meeting. Um, but um, 
that's what we do, you know, because we all come from different backgrounds. We all have a personal journey. Um, what I love is what this paragraph reminds me in the promises that I, I don't regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. And also the promise that no matter how far down the scale I've gone, <laughs> my experience will ben can benefit others. And so um, I have been very vulnerable on this meeting in particular. You guys know more about me than my family, um, than anyone, and uh, revealing all kinds of things I've done out of self-will. And that is not, um, it's not a form of just trying to expose myself and, and get it all out there to be liked like it used to be when I would share to people that weren't safe and they'd be like, <laughs> not knowing what to do with all that truth. Um, but in here, it serves a purpose. It is to relate um, to others and seeing how God has changed my life. And I don't make those same decisions in, anymore, but I should see how useful it was. And, and it all did come. It was all that pain, all that experience that led me to the desperation to want to seek something different and establish a relationship with God. That is the purpose of this book. That is the solution as we, as we know it. Um, it is all about our relationship with God and learning to trust in a power greater than ourselves, to put my faith there and um, to be free to realize the promises of a new life, a new way of living. And, um, and I'm so grateful for the opportunity to do that. And the steps are what help turn me around still on a daily basis with step 10, um, looking at things that disturb me and, and it's personal. And then, and what's amazing is even in, in that process, and sharing 10 steps with other fellows, we relate to one another. We share experience, strength, and hope. And, and I get reconnected to God and to this level of intimacy with a fellow that I never knew outside of these rooms. And it's just another gift of the program. And I'm for that so grateful. And um, so with that, I'm going to pass. Can't wait to hear what everybody else has to say. And thanks, Katie, for the opportunity. Thank you, Kathy. Okay. Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience. So who would like to share on this second paragraph on page 29? Katie G. Katie G. Adrian B. I'm sorry, who is that? Adrian B. Adrian B. Robin P. Colleen M. Robin P. Colleen is it Abby S? Yes. Okay. Robin, what was the initial of your last name? Okay. This is who I have so far. Katie G, Adrian B, Robin, Colleen, I believe it was Colleen M, A Abby S. Who else would like to share? Okay, well, let's go with this group, um, Katie G. I'm sorry, say that again. Helen C. I'm sorry, I'm not understanding your first name. Helen with an H. Oh, Helen C. Okay, great. Thank you, Helen. Okay, Katie G. 
followed by Adrian B. Star Katie. Tricky, tricky, sorry. <laughs> can you hear me? Yes, we can. All right. Good morning, everyone. This is Katie G. I'm a recovered compulsive eater, anorexic, and bulimic. And, um, you know, I just always wanted something to be my happy thought, right? Like, ever since I was a little girl, I felt empty inside, and I just wanted something to fill that. And I used food. I used starving. I used being thin to fill that. And um, when I got to the rooms of OA 18 years ago, you know, I just, I, uh, I kind of poo-pooed this relationship with God. I had a lot of resentments. I talked a lot about how the program was spiritual, but not religious, right? Because gosh, you know, that line, be quick to see where religious people are right. Like I didn't, I didn't want any of it. And what happened over years and years and years is, um, you know, my strength, my power, my endurance, my self-will, my lying, my swearing off, my ignoring, my uh, avoiding, seeking others, looking for therapists, right? All the defenses, all the defenses that I had crashed down, right? Until I um, found myself asleep and dreaming I was awake, you know, um, trying to be the thinnest girl in the room of Overeaters Anonymous. And, you know, I really thought that human powers, like, oh, you don't believe in God? Group of drunks. Like, I really thought human powers could do it for me. And I remember for years I said, well, at least I'm in this really, you know, structured and disciplined community so that I have to call every day and I have to do it. And for me, although I still am doing that, what I know for sure is somehow the grace of God has entered into my mind and my heart in a way that is indeed miraculous. And if you're new or you're, you're in, in relapse, the main object of this book is to get you to God. My job as a sponsor, as a sponsee, is to get to God. No human power, right? It's all about God. This is a, this is a ticker tape parade that I can sit here in, a, in, in my body and I can tell you I've not been on the scale. I'm not hurting myself addictively with starvation or uh, binging, purging, obsession about me, right? Like I can tell you that with my children, I'm playing with them or I'm learning to play, right? Like I'm learning to be a wife, to be a mom. And why am I telling you all this? Because the way that started was somebody said to me, Katie, 30 minutes of quiet time every day. Seek God every day. You get out of bed, you seek God. You And now I seek him before I talk to anyone else. It is dangerous. Do not call me before I talk to God. And it's fun. And he has entered into my mind and my heart in a way that is indeed miraculous. And I'll wrap up with this. He has provided a defense against this mental illness that I tried to find for years. It has to come from God. Join us. We'll get you to God, and it will blow your mind. So I'm just going to keep showing up. Thanks. Thank you, Katie G. Adrian B., you're up, followed by Robin. Adrian B., star one. Hi, I'm Adrian B., um, compulsive eater, um, they, them, pronouns. 
Um, so I really value personal stories. Um, right now I'm in early recovery, so I wish I'd been in for a long time. So I, uh, I'm basically on day one again. And, um, I've been on and off day one now for many months. And uh, it's been really difficult. Um, But yeah, personal stories really help. Like, hearing about other people's abstinence. Like, whether they have seven days or 40 days or 150 days or 10 years. um, It really helps to hear that other people have gotten through the difficulty of withdrawal and the the fears that come from just starting a program and or the fears that start come from facing stuff when pain and emotions come up um so um i uh yeah i really like hearing from other people um I don't think I read the personal stories enough. I think that might be something good to do at night. Um, You know, lie in bed or sit on the couch and uh, read a personal story or two. Uh, Or or maybe read one and then really think about it or write about it. Um, I think a lot of the time I forget that I relate to people. And I think that I'm alone in this disease and I get very isolated and I get very like lonely and stuff like that. And, um, I don't forget to reach out, but I neglect to reach out. And, uh, that's, that's all I have to share. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much, Adrian and, um, Robin D you're up followed by Colleen M. Thanks so much for your service. I am Robin P. I'm a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater, currently in Florida, on our way to New Orleans this morning, um, and we're on the way to the airport. I usually am on the 10 a.m. Eastern, so um, I'm so grateful for this. Um, I actually came in an atheist. (laughs) I was raised atheist, um, and I had a spiritual awakening of the profound variety, and I, by God's grace and mercy, I've been abstinent for over six years, one day at a time. And um, from all, you know, I just, I'm so grateful. Uh, I, I literally saw God on the walls when I first came into the program and ran out of the room. And today, my most, you know, I, I, I'm so grateful I have a relationship with God. And it's so important to us. We normally live in Costa Rica. Um, we moved there last year. And we are on our way to see my husband's father who has Alzheimer's um, in New Orleans and then to see my 95-year-old father uh, for a week. And then we are going to Europe for three months, traveling to over 20 cities and um, just country shopping, looking to see if we want to live there for part of the year. And all of this is like God's grace and mercy. And it's all dreams come true. It's all a gift of abstinence recovery, working the steps. Uh, working with others and um, just 
doing my best to tune in and um and just be a blessing you know and and you know i i was such a low bottom bulimic and anorexic compulsive overeater and you know my food is my medicine today it's it, instead of my poison you know we're um I'm an organic vegan and I'm gluten free and my food literally heals my body every day. And I'm, I'm just eternally grateful to this program, especially division. I, I just love you all. I'm so grateful. Um, this is, you know, I just get to stay a day at a time, uh, connecting with others and with God and practicing my self care and, um, just seeing how we can be a blessing. I'm feeling a little nervous about, um, seeing Tom, my husband's dad, because uh, he's in really bad shape. And, um, but I know that we'll just do our best to be of service. And step today, if, if, you know, feelings come up, I know where to go with them and uh, how to work the program through them one day at a time. So God bless everybody with a very blessed abstinence day. Thanks so much. I pass. Thank you, Robin. And next we'll have Colleen M. followed by Abby F. Hey, Katie, it's Colleen M. from Maryland. Thank you so much for taking the meeting and everyone that's still at service today. Um, what, what struck me with this paragraph was um, that each of us has a, has a personal story and that we describe in our own words um, how we establish our relationship with our higher power, which I choose to call God. Um, and I have had such a roller coaster ride with my higher power and my relationship with with it. Um, and when I came back from my last relapse five years ago, I was very angry at God, but could not even get those emotions. I couldn't even get to those emotions. I was so disconnected from my feelings. Um, and it's been a really long struggle to get back. And recently, um, putting down some other addictions that I needed to get down, um, I have started to get unblocked. And, and one thing that helped me uh, along this journey was people that have told me that, you know, it's not a feeling. God is not a feeling and that I could choose to believe. It, that just seems so sacrilegious to change my conception of God, the God from my childhood. And in the, um, somewhere in the uh, chapter two, the agnostics, it talks about that religious people, you know, we all get here thinking, oh, we got, I got this thing. You know, I, I believe in God, that's not a problem. Um, sure, I'm gonna turn my will over. But we, religious people have difficulty with this because of, I believe for me, all my old, misconceptions and the lies that I told myself about who God was or wasn't. And um, coming up with a God that worked for me was a real struggle. And I tried doing it. I tried doing this program without a higher power. I tried uh, the intellectual approach. I tried, um, you know, gritting my teeth and bearing it. I tried faking it. And but none of that stuff gave me relief until I started getting super honest with where I was at, even especially with myself and with my higher power. And I just, I just know that God has melted so many of those uh, walls in my heart. And I feel the connection. Like I, 
like I used to have many, many years ago before my disease really took off. And I have time. I just wanted to point out some things in the chapter to the agnostic on page 50. Um, in the face of collapse and despair, in the face of total failure of their human resources, they found that a new power, peace, happiness, and sense of direction flowed into them. This happened soon after they wholly, wholeheartedly met a few simple requirements. Um, once confused and baffled by seemingly futile of the futility of existence, they showed the underlying reasons why they were making heavy going of life. Leaving aside the drink question, they tell why living was so unsatisfactory. Um, so, um, okay, thanks. I, I, that was not what I wanted to read, but that's what came out. Thanks for letting me share. Bye. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Colleen. Okay, Abby S., you're up, followed by Helen C. Hello, good morning. This is Abby S. I'm recovered in Michigan. Is it, is it my, I think it's my turn, right? Yes. Okay. All right. Um, yes, good morning. I thank you so much for all the shares. It's so good to hear my friends on the line and good to be here with you all. Um, what stood out to me was that the personal stories show a way to get to God. And, um, you know, it doesn't say shows a way to eat right or shows a way to um, exercise right. And while that is something really important for me, especially in this program, um, the focus is on God. And if I do, if I do those other things and do the steps then I can get a relationship with God that can ultimately solve all my problems. So it's just comforting to be on the line to remind of, be reminded that this is a spiritual program. Like I hear people talking and their voices and talking about God and like it's so meditative and it's so comforting just to no matter what I'm going through, like to to hear about God is just comforting. Um so yeah, that's all I wanted to share this morning. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, I pass. Thanks. Okay, thank you, Abby. Okay, Helen C., you're up. And then we will take more names to share on the second paragraph on page 29. Go ahead, Helen. Yes, Katie, thank you very much. I'm Helen, recovered compulsive video, recovered for today. And I came into this program through the back of the book. And I did not relate to those stories because I, I identified out that some of them were rough. And, um, and but I uh, came into uh, uh, my Abby uh, told me about this healthy vision meeting in 2018. I came in about 40 some years ago, but uh, in 2018, uh, my Abby told me about this healthy um, vision meeting and uh, and I, because I didn't know it was a text in the beginning of the book. So I went through the first 164 pages. And that is, uh, it, that was my lifesaver. And uh, so now I can relate to the stories in the back of the book. But, and I do identify in. And um, uh, I guess uh, I've been absent about four years now. And I'm 
glad I didn't leave before the miracle happened. And um, I, um, I, I'm here each morning. I've been here listening to the meetings every day. And, um, and on, Saturday, on Sundays for the special edition, don't share much. I just think that I need to listen and hear because I'm still a student. And uh, I'm just so glad that this healthy meeting is here because uh, to take me to take me through the first 164 pages it was it was a blessing because now I don't have food thoughts. And when I was doing it with group support, uh, dieting with group support, only thing I thought about was food. And uh, so I am ever grateful for this program. And um, I like I said, I don't share much. I've only shared about three times on this meeting since 2018, but I'm glad you're here, and uh, and I'm glad that I stayed until the miracle happened, and thank you for allowing me to share, and I'll go past. Thank you, Helen, and so glad to hear you, and we'd love to hear new voices, so if you haven't shared in the last couple of days or ever, uh, now's an opportunity to share on the second paragraph on page 29. Vasa, oh. Elena C. Hi, this is Sonia. Uh, I can share. Heidi in New York. Heidi. Julie. John M. Okay. Okay. This is who I have. Vasa O, Elena C, Sona, Heidi, Julie, Audrey, and John M. So I could probably take one it's more. Sonia. Sorry, it's Sonia. Okay. Sonia. Thank you. I could take one more. Okay, well, let's go with these and we'll see where we end up. Basa O, you're up, followed by Elena C. Thank you. Good morning. Can I be heard? Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Katie, for your service. And good morning, everyone. And I'm Vasa. Grateful Recovered Compulsive Reader calls from Foxborough, Massachusetts, and I love this paragraph. And, um, yeah, when I came to the programs, I, my, my Abby was into, the, into Alcoholics Anonymous, and she gave me the book. She introduced me to the 12 steps that we have here in the big book. And, uh, and I heard the, the solution here. The fourth for the first edition says we... Of Alcoholics Anonymous are more than 100 men and women who have recovered from the seemingly hopeless. And I love this part. It gave me hope. I remember saying, well, if this man and women recovered, then there's a chance for me to do it. But I remember that time I said to my sponsor, I don't need this. I'm not an alcoholic. She said, just take it and read it and scratch food, scratch alcohol and put, put food there. And it just gave me hope, you know. She 12-stepped me before she took me to my first meeting for about a week. And she told me about the 12 steps, about the program, about food addiction that I didn't know. Anything about food addiction, I just knew I loved to eat. And I was dieting for 25 years, 25 years before I came to the program, off and on, this and that, everything that I heard, nothing, nothing worked. And this was going to be my, la my last stop com coming to Away and getting introduced to the to to the, uh, the AA twelve steps here, and uh, it is just amazing how this uh, program has worked. 
And I did not like to hear about God either, you know. Um, I was more like, I grew up in a communist country, so I was more like an atheist agnostic. And I also heard about God, you know, being punishing, fearful God. If I didn't do good in this earth, I was going to burn in hell, you know. So who wants that kind of God? Well, my sponsor said, you know, I have a better God, better God a nicer higher power I will lend you. So I loved hearing higher power, and I didn't hear about God anything because I was afraid. And I did surrender. I did surrender to a, you know, to a power greater than myself. And I did have that spiritual experience that they're talking on page 569. But I didn't want to talk about it. I was just so afraid that people would think I was crazy. Because if people told me they were born again, I would have said, are you crazy? We are born from our father and mother, you know. Well, this is the, the, it's the spirit of God, you know. And I felt that. I felt that that moment. It was like instant for me. And that's when my new life started. I felt like the old me died and the new started. I did feel empty. I was trying to fill that empty hole in my heart with food, idols, and other things that I, you know, that I used. Thank you very much for letting me share. And I'm so grateful. I have this book, and I read it from the beginning to the end, and I'm grateful for, for it. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Vasa. Okay, Elena C., you're up, followed by Sonia. Sonia. Good morning, everyone. Can I be heard? Yes. Good morning. Um, thank you so much for what whatever people had to share. Um, it's a good paragraph for me. And um, I am currently reading with my sponsor the personal stories from the back of the book, and they're absolutely amazing. And, <clears throat> you know, um, for me, it, there is a value in every one personal stories because um, it talks about, they talk about how, Difficult it was to um, to struggle with this addiction, and how difficult it was for me to struggle with my addiction. And um, it's personal, yet they talk their own language. Uh, however, I hear the language of the twelve steps at the end when they begin to give AA a chance, and. Um, so, um, and it's, that's what makes us, that's what ties us together, I believe. That's what ties me together with the community of compulsive overeater, that overeating, that I have a personal story that might be unique and different at the same time. And then I speak the language of recovery. And the language of recovery is just so unique to this um, healing in the, in in our community, and I hear this language of recovery by listening to what other people had to say. You know, the the idea of a higher power, if somebody was to tell me in the beginning that it's some, you need to believe in this, I would just run the other way. But the beauty of my recovery was to struggle enough to be willing to look at something that's different that I'm used to, something that is ruling my life. And um, because, you know, I used to have other people rule my life or I used to rule the life for other people. And it never worked. Um, it just brought me 
to my knees in pain that difficult task of ruling. And so today I know I have somebody else's ruling. And I can have my own language in my personal relationship with my higher power, but it's also I can use the language of recovery um, and um, one day at a time because that's where I need my higher power. I need my higher power in today. This is my higher power. And in today, usually, there's nothing that I can need to worry about. There's nothing, absolutely nothing, that I need to worry about. It's all good. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, um, Elena C. Now we'll have Sonia followed by Heidi. Hi, this is Sonia from Philadelphia, and thank you for your service. And it's really good to be here. I'm on day three of being abstinent, and I just remember when I just couldn't get one day. So I'm so grateful. Um, I am new to OA, and um, my sponsor is asking me to do uh, a vision for you in the morning. And um, I think that's a good discipline. And what I really, um, what really honestly came to mind um, when I read this is at the bottom of how it works, where it says no human power can relieve us of our alcoholism, but God could and would if you were sought. And that is my favorite line, honestly. Um, I came into recovery 16 years ago. I'm sober from alcohol 16 years, but then I started to use food addictively. Um, and OA is teaching me honestly how to build a relationship with God in a way that I didn't in AA. I, I, you know, and it takes a lot for me to say that, um, but um, it's true. Like I'm, I'm learning, I'm, I'm learning baby steps. It's literally baby steps on how to develop that relationship with the higher power. And so the quiet time is important. Um, I'm saying the set, up, set aside prayer, the serenity prayer. Um, so all of these things are ways in which I can um, begin connecting with my higher power. So thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Sonia. And Heidi, you're up, followed by Julie. Hi, this is Heidi B. from New York. Thanks for letting me share. Um, I, like others have said, what um, really stood out for me today in this paragraph was um, that it says that, you know, our stories uh, describe how we establish a relationship with God. And um, I think I forget that sometimes when I share and I often think about um, what I have somehow convinced myself says um, that we disclose in a general way what it used to be like, what happened, and what it is like now. But actually, the book says what we used to be like, what happened, and what we are like now. And I think the distinction for me is just um, how I have changed and describing how I have changed, not my circumstances, not how life is different necessarily, although all of that is really important in my story, but um, how I have changed personally 
um, you know, really connects to my experience of higher power. And I think it's so important to, you know, as I think about it this morning, but because um, I didn't do that recently in a share, but, um, you know, I think it's really important for me to, um, to talk about exactly how I established a relationship with God, because I, I came into this program um, violently anti-religious. And I, I, my experience has been that many of us do. Um, so I think it's really important um, that I share that part of my story so that it helps people identify how they can have this too. Um, so yeah, just a good reflection for me this morning and I'm grateful, um, to, uh, to be here. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you so much, Heidi and Julie, you're up followed by Audrey. Good morning. This is Julie P recovered in Minnesota. Good morning. All of my peeps. I'm so grateful to be here this morning. You know, I am so grateful for those personal stories in the back because my disease is very cunning, powerful, and baffling. And my disease doesn't want me to read those stories. It wants to keep going and thriving. And it wasn't until I read those stories and I listened to all of your stories that I'm able to identify what the disease is doing in me. I have learned about my disease from those stories. And I've also learned that I didn't know I was an atheist until I came into these rooms. Um, And without all of the information from all of you, I would be clueless. And I'm so grateful every morning that I still get to continue my relationship with a higher power whom I choose to call Ralph today who comes down my driveway every morning in the Flintstone mobile and all I have to do is get on the bus and do the footwork like they do in the Flintstone mobile and take the back seat and I'm so grateful that I get to create this vision of my higher power and nobody has to tell me what it is And I'm grateful that my higher power has a sense of humor and it's fun and wild and crazy because this is an amazing journey. And I hope for those just me, keep coming back until the miracle happens. And thank you all. I love you. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Julie P. And Audrey, you're up, followed by John M., uh, thanks very much. Hi, everybody. My name is Audrey M. And I'm a recovered compulsive overeater and I'm calling in from County Mead in Ireland. Oh, what an amazing paragraph, you know. And I just love where it says, you know, it showed us how we recovered, you know, how we recovered because it is a fellowship. You know, I can't, I couldn't recover on my own. I needed a sponsor. I needed a sponsor that was in recovery, you know, and she had a sponsor and she sponsees like I sponsees. And just being able to say, you know, there's 42 personal stories when I was first brought through the steps, um, you know, to 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 support me coming away from certain food behaviours, you know, watching TV, standing at the counters, all of that stuff. I used to sit at the kitchen table and read a personal story. And that's where I got my connection with, you know, I because I, I, I like I ate like Bill drank, you know, I ate like these people drank. And, you know, when I just substitute that. 
that that alcohol for food you know I am writing them stories with these people you know and the thing is you know each day I get up and connect to a power greater than me because I couldn't do it alone you know I have to do it with a higher power so every day it's a we program it's me and my higher power and the fellows in this program you know I'm just grateful that I can get onto this meeting and hear so many recovered people you know um and for me I'm recovered I'm recovered since 7 a.m this morning because that's all I got up I got up untreated you know I have to work this program daily to keep that daily reprieve so I'm really grateful to be able to get a chance to share today and I'll pass and look forward to hearing everybody else's share thanks thank you Audrey and Don Don M you're up and then we'll have time for a few more Good morning, friends. Uh, I guess my story, John M. from South Carolina, I guess my story might be a little different. I came to God a long time ago, almost a half century, and I got some wonderful healing from that. And throughout the years, I learned self-esteem and service to others, and I grew spiritually a tremendous degree. But as the years passed, I saw that food had become a problem. I had a little too much weight on my body, and I was eating some food that was unhealthy, that was adversely affecting my health, my body. <clears throat> so I decided that food was a danger. And immediately when I had that thought, I was attracted to the 12-step program, which I had known about for many, many years, in which I had sought uh, years ago to get through sex addiction. So I decided, well, let's go through OA. And so I w went into OA. It's been a couple years now. And although I haven't had a lot of steady abstinence, I'm aware that there's foods that I need to avoid. And I'm praying that God will help me with those addictions. I'm trying to work the 12 steps as best I can. Uh, I, I'm in a wonderful program with beautiful people. Just to hear the voices of recovery, even if we were not abstinent, to get on the phone and hear these beautiful people talk about their lives is worth its weight in gold. So uh, I'm very happy today, and I send all my love to all, all my friends. Thank you for letting me share. Okay, well, thank you, John. Katie, we don't hear you. I lost you, Katie. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. I I was getting all those prompts and don't know what happened there. Sorry about that. Um, so we have time for three more shares. Who would like to jump in? On page twenty-nine, the second paragraph. Craig yes. Craig. I need L. David David M. David M. Florida. Okay, let's go with Florida. Let's go with these three that I heard first, um, Craig F., Anita L., and David M. And then if we have time, I'm sorry, what was your name, the last one? 
Okay, well, sorry about that. Okay, go ahead, Craig, followed by Anita. Craig, star one. Oh, good. This is Craig yeah, yeah. F. Recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, the uh, uh, line that I um, uh, that I I was looking at my book and uh, I have this chapter there, the solution highlighted, underlined, underscored, and multicolors. And this paragraph it was nothing uh, highlighted. That was kind of uh, caught me by surprise, but. Uh, uh, Anyway, it says it describes in their uh, own point of view how they established their own relationship with God, how he established his relationship with God. And, and you know, uh, that um, the thing that that tells me or it reminds me of is that each one of us is going to establish our relationship with God in a different way. That, uh, you know, I... I uh, um, can be narrow-minded enough to think that everybody ought to come to God the way uh, I came to God or that they ought to uh, believe the way I believe. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, but that's not what happens. And it's not, uh, I think, how God has it set up, that we each come to, to God from where we're at. So we're going to come to God from a different way. And and, and I think that's important, you know, that 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 we have that uh, tolerance of of uh, other people's situations and 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 needs. Um, the other thing that I uh, uh, am wanting to say is that uh, uh, you know I, I, it talks about how I can how they establish their relationship with God. It doesn't say how they establish their faith in God. It doesn't say how they establish their knowledge of God. It's how they establish their relationship with God. And, and you know, relationships are something I've uh, I, I've had to learn how to do. My uh, my parents loved me, but they um, they were distant. You know, they 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 didn't. They were children of the depression and didn't leave, believe in phone call, long distance phone calls. So you know, uh, they they never called. Uh, I had to call them, um, you know, and so we see, sometimes we see God the same way we see our parents. And, and you know, I, I uh, uh, didn't hear God calling, and so my relationship with God was distant. Uh, even though I believed in God, even though I had faith in God, uh, this, this um, relationship idea, this, idea that that I could get up in the morning and and uh, uh pray for knowledge of God's will and that I could pray to show, have God show me how to be of service to him and others this idea that that I would pray throughout the day set my alarm clock to stop every couple of hours the, this idea that uh, I was powerless over food and Time, that I needed please, this Fred. thanks I needed this relationship to stay absent that was that's a revelation and a and a growth point for me and with that I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Craig. Okay, Anita L, you're up. And we have four minutes, so if Anita and David could each take two minutes, that would be awesome. 
Okay, thank you. Good morning, everybody. This is Anita L. from outside of Philadelphia. Uh, I didn't think I was going to share today, um, but I'm sitting, and I'm sitting outside. I'm looking at this beautiful blue sky, not a cloud to be seen, feeling the gentle breeze, the sun. Um, I guess maybe that's what motivated me and hearing all these wonderful shares about building a relationship with God. And that's what these last couple of years have been for me, last two and a half years. And uh, even though right now it's a stressful time in my life, a good stress, good stress, um, I need to keep my heart first, no matter what is happening in my life. And my alarm goes off, my eyes open to turn it off, and I think of my higher power, and I surrender my day. I say steps three, one through three and the second half of 11. And then I, most of the time, say, you know, on awakening, all those things. And get up, and uh, at 6 a.m., I'm doing a meditation with a partner. And I need those spiritual disciplines because without it, I'm sunk because I'm a compulsive overeater, I'm an addict, and I need to be carried by a power greater than myself. And I didn't want to believe in that either when I first came in, and now I wouldn't be without it because I've seen the miracles in my life happen. So with that, I pass. Have a beautiful day. Thank you, Anita. Okay, David M., you're up, and then we'll close the meeting. Hi. <clears throat> Can I be heard? Yes. Right, thank you. Um, yeah, I'll be, I'm going to be very quick. Uh, so, yeah, I, when I grew up, I grew up Catholic. I grew up uh, cradle Catholic. Uh, my grandma's always taught me about God. So I, I grew up very close to God. Um, and, uh, you know, this this disorder, um, this, uh, you know, push the mind and this uh, allergy brought me closer to God through this program. Um, you know, um, you know, so it's, it's really helping me build my relationship with God and uh, just, just to, you know, grow in faith more and, um, depend on God the Father more and um, yeah it helps yeah it really helps me like not just you know pray and talk to God when things are bad or even when things are good with gratuity but it really helps me really depend on him as father uh, every day um, be there every day especially like where I'm at work I'm at work. They have a lot of goodies and treats in the break rooms and stuff like that. I got to go in and out of the break room. And it's just like they have, they bring things for employees that anybody can just take. And it's just like, and I depend on God the Father every day uh, when I'm at work, every hour, every minute. Because sometimes they get really tough temptations just to have whatever, like, 
you know, they have there, the condiments there, and it's just like, um, so I'm glad to have a great sponsor and a supportive, loving wife and an awesome God uh, on my side to get, help me through this and a great program, the steps and the big books. But Time, I'm, please. I'm, thank you. Okay, well, thank you. And uh, thank you to everyone who shared. And please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today, Tuesday, September 20th, 7 a.m. meeting is 19,424. And we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Craig F. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Okay, this is Craig F. still. Um, Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We will be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.